welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the differences between serialized television and episodic television and why we prefer episodic television overall. Correct. So, why don't we kick it off? Um, I suppose I prefer serial, uh, excuse me, I prefer episodic television a bit more because I think it allows. Well, well why don't we, you know, the listeners may not even know what. Oh, sure. Episodic Let's define our terms. As they always say in, in law, you should define your terms. <laughs> oh, my God. How boring can you sound? Well, not for lawyers. They like that kind of talk. Well, okay. Um, um, and I know we do actually have at least one lawyer listening in. Um, anyway, well, he's a diplomat. Yeah, but he is—he's—he's he's an we, actual lawyer. He's got a ta- JD. Who are we talking about? And he's—he's—he's he's, he's passed the bar exam. Anyway, I got—I got a GED. Well, we um, actually, he may be a future guest one eventually on one of our episodes. But anyway. Uh, so serialized television, serialized television is when there's an arc, there's a, an arc throughout the whole series or season and every episode kind of probably will leave you with a cliffhanger to get you to watch the next episode. Every episode episode is trying to contribute to furthering the arc of the whole series, actually the whole series. Or, um, or maybe the season, especially the season. Um, and I will episode. say, I will say, the whole arc of the season, actually, not the series, because, and we'll get into this later. But because sometimes the creators and and the showrunners, they don't actually have an idea of how well, the whole we'll arc just, of the whole series. We'll is talk be, about that as we go on. They know what the season's going to be like. We'll talk they, about they that as we go on. The season and uh, episodic television is um, where. Each episode is a self-contained story, and um, um, the, the best example the problem is presented in that episode, and, and it's resolved, resolved by the end of the, by episode. the end of the episode. Yeah, um, and episodic television can have story arcs in them, but right. usually the that's ep- a little bit of a mix, I suppose, between episodic and serialized. But episodic television, usually I guess the when, truest definition, the truest of, definition would be something like uh, give you an example is like Twilight Zone where each episode is actually completely different from the next. Right. Um, and that is to say that there's, they, I mean, I would, sometimes they actually repeated a few of the storylines, but um, each episode is self-contained. They have nothing to do with another episode. Now, oftentimes though, I mean, obviously when the like, Twilight Zone is, is a different kind of a rare case, show. Right. It's, it's not, it's not like uh, it has the same characters right. for the, the whole series. Uh, I mean, Seinfeld is a Seinfeld perfect is a perfect example of episodic. For the most part, usually, most, right. the, once in a while they had like, uh, you know, the fourth season, there was an arc about them putting on, putting on pilot a, for, a pilot for a TV series. But most of the episodes didn't have to do with that. Um, well, no, they did actually have to do that, but they, you could, you, you don't, episodic television is you don't have to watch another episode in order to get involved into the, and if you right. were, if you were an outsider who had never seen an episode, another episode of that series and you decided you can to easily jump in, you can the, easily just jump in wherever at any point and you can get into the show. Um, Frasier is like that or Seinfeld or MASH is actually another good example. 
Yes, those are examples of episodic uh, television series. Right. Um, so anyway, we've defined our terms. So let's get into it. Hold on. We just just to give some examples of serialized television is. Oh, I mean, we uh, never gave that, but soap sure. operas so, are a prime example of what actually ep- serialized a television. Pretty much a serialized television show is a soap opera, more no, or less. Not really. Not necessarily. I mean, in in uh, if you're taking, speaking in technical terms, that is basically what a soap opera is. Is a that's serialized television show. That's, it is. It is. That is true. I looked it up before. I don't um, think you're quite but, right. There's you know, other there's other this connotation of, of what a super, the soap connotation, opera is. No, the connotation of a, what a soap opera has become is a little bit different, obviously, than what a, just a normal serialized television show is. But a lot of you know drama. Most dramas masquerade as you know proper serialized television shows when in fact they are all mostly soap operas not um, most dramas you're incorrect about that no, there's sorry several no, episodic most, te- no, like no, law and order no no no, 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 no. Is, i mean i'm sorry actually episodic. Uh, most most uh, dramatic serialized television shows um parade as being serious dramas when in fact they are um for the large part of them, most of them are soap operas, but they just deal with more serious issues. I mean, uh, Game of Thrones is a soap opera, actually, but it is, is a serialized it though? television I, I show. I think you're just, I don't know. Yeah, I got to really, look into that really myself. If you dissect it, it, it really is kind no, of... It has a lot of things shared with soap opera, for sure. Yes, but it's, it's disguised as uh, just a serious drama series because of... The, the writing, the writing is really good and the acting is really good. And so I think what, Max, you're kind of making the argument that soap operas um, are inherently bad no, in, in their I'm writing not, and their acting. I'm not saying that. Because I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's certain, basically you're making the argument that what defines a soap opera is ser- it's being serialized. That's what you're saying. What? I said, what you're saying is that what defines a soap opera is the sole fact that it's serialized. That's what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. I got to look into that myself. Um, now, soap operas, what we've come to know as what a soap opera is, is different from just an ordinary serialized uh, series, whether it's drama or comedy, although you don't really ever see serialized comedy series. I mean, sometimes you do. But yeah, you do. I mean, we're watching one right now. Last Man on Earth. It's a it's a fairly serialized comedy. Oh, that's, actually, that's true. That's very true. I you know I I sit corrected because um, I'm sitting down right now. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, you know, soap operas, what, whatever. I mean, obviously, you know, Game of Thrones is not of the same ilk as uh, Melrose Place, for example, or. Or even, you know, to another extent, Days of Our Lives. You know, those are true soap operas. Um, whereas Game of Thrones, I guess, what really what else, what separates a show like that or like a, a Breaking Bad or something like that is, I guess, the writing well, is no, better I, and the, the thing. acting I think, is better. I think of Breaking Bad as different from Game of Thrones. And we'll discuss this a bit later, but because, you know... I'm not sure quite, no, I don't quite know the 
you know, the, Max the development seen, of the plot. Max has never seen Breaking Bad. No, but I, I'm not I, quite I, sure about the Nikki, writing. I, me, Nikki, that's not what has, I'm talking about. has seen Breaking Bad. That's not what I'm talking, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the process of writing for Breaking Bad. For it's Game, Game of Thrones, they know exactly what they're going to end on. They know how the whole series is going to well, wind up. Uh, as. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not sure if, you know, Vince Gilligan, the creator... Knew whether or not how the how the show was going to end of, of Breaking Bad, um, he might have though. Which kind of brings us to the point of why we like episodic television. Now, why I like that more is, I think the writers have a chance to really focus on something. Usually, with television, you don't know when a series is going to end, so the way you develop the plot maybe um maybe a little frivolous maybe or it might be um you're you're not thinking about the whole structure before you actually start creating you know and so i think that kind of causes a what what episodic television can focus more on character development not saying that character development isn't isn't obviously not what i'm saying I'm no, saying it's the, the fact that each episode is self-contained allows them to focus on a structured composition within that episode eat with a, with a, a climax and you can kind of feel satisfied leaving the show like leaving the TV set that night like feeling like oh I just accomplished watching a, a, a basically a play a okay, sort of a small play in a here's way. Here's the thing. That's is, what they call a teleplay. Here's the thing often, is you know? What makes an episodic television show uh, watchable or or good is mainly the focus on the characters themselves. I mean, there's more of a focus. Not not saying that serialized television. Obviously, there is a lot of character development in that. But I think the sole focus of episodic television is character and character development. I disagree completely. I think what's cool about episodic television is that the you can create content that's based around a specific plot line within that episode. And yeah, but the, I think you can create, and it allows... We're I, not going to be interested in that plot line unless we're interested in those characters. That's not true. I'm interested in Twilight Zone all the time. I, I'm, I think Twilight Zone and shows like that are a little bit of an anomaly. We're not... Because most television series have characters that continue throughout the whole series. That's not series. true. Seinfeld, the characters don't... De- I mean, they develop... The characters are the reason why we watch the show. That's true. And, and it's the scenario... It's those particular characters getting into the particular scenarios that are written the, for them. I think it's, that the written, it's the scenarios, too, is why we watch the show. But no, it's not just I, the scenarios. Is, it's okay. the reason... It's, okay. it's the characters that get into those okay. scenarios. Okay, this is... This is still proving my point, though. It's many aspects. So there's several components to why I like episodic television more. Yes, you can develop the characters a little uh, bit. I know, but that's but it's not, not. That's not what I. Th- that's you're not. not you're that, not understand what I'm saying. Is I'm saying that. I guess maybe I didn't say it correctly before, but episodic television can have a stronger focus on characters because they don't have to worry so much about developing an arc for the series, they can develop on, uh, they can develop creating a sort of uh, memorable character aspects, um, or I, I don't know, I'm sorry, ah. I, I'm not saying that right, 
But uh, I don't agree with you actually on that. You can certainly create, develop a character straight up because something is longer. Actually, that actually can help you develop the character more. What? You can develop a character even more if it's based throughout a whole, like a longer plot line. You know, a story arc. Yeah, I guess you're right. So that's a bad point. That's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, um, I, I guess what I see the point you're trying to make, which is um, the reason you you continue to watch. You're just saying the reason people continue to watch episodic television is because of the characters. Now, I don't think that's a hundred percent correct. I think that's. I think that's more accurate to say that than. Uh, People watch. People don't watch soap operas necessarily for the characters, because you know if you go if you watch something like Melrose Melrose Place, the characters their actions are so uh, frivolous and and whimsical that sometimes there's nothing that really grounds these characters except for the act the actual uh, plot line that. Revolves around them. That's not true. I think people, but it's the characters doing those things. Like for instance, yeah, but Sydney. Okay, uh, okay. What's her name? Sydney. Uh, Sydney, Sydney Andrews. Sydney Andrews in in Melrose Place. People, she's considered one of the by certain standards. That she's considered one of the best characters of TV of all time. I don't agree with that particularly. She's um, certainly one of the most hated. Well, no, she, oh, but gosh, people love to hate so her. Annoying. People love to hate her, actually, and I can get that. Now, also, Kyle MacLachlan in Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is a soap opera, and his character is one of the best characters of television of all time, in uh, my opinion. Okay, what? I don't know what your point is. I don't know what your point is. You're saying that you can't. It's less focused on character development or characters. Well. I disagree with that. That's, I mean, that's completely. I mean, that's where, fact, where that's where the terms get a little fuzzy. In fact, because I think, in fact, I think, I think a bit, that's a trope of soap operas is these different different characters that show up all the time. No, a, a trope of soap operas also is that uh, a character can easily turn from heel to good, and and vice versa. I mean, right? They and right. so it makes their character development less significant, and it makes. It, it points focus more toward the plot development. Okay, whatever. This isn't my point. I don't even want to get into this argument, actually. The whole point I'm trying to make is, in an episodic TV series, you can actually... De- What's cool about it is you're developing a plot more focused, actually, and more, uh, more well thought out because you have... You know that you have this one episode to do it in, basically. Well... Okay, hold on. That's not that's, true. I'm not going to say. I'm saying that's generally how it works. As we mentioned before in soap operas, they'll change things. No, 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 no. no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like something like Game of Thrones. I know does seem me, to be very well thought out because get, they know. Where I'm not. Heading. I just said in general. In general, I know, but because okay. like in soap operas, usually they're creating these. Uh, they don't know, for instance, in TV, they're very uh, erratic as far as cancellations go, and who knows if you will wind up in the next season. And so because it, it's this, it's dependent on these cliffhangers... That's what makes TV ha- so hard to write, I think, is right. that you're never sure if you're going to get canceled or not, especially if the, the ratings aren't very high. 
You're right. not sure. And so it really affects the way you're going to write your plot. And so I, I guess in that sense, episodic television is even better because you don't have to worry I think about... That's a, that, I think that's the main argument I'm trying to make is because you're always... Well, maybe not always in the fear. I mean, if you're doing well for the TV show, but you never know what's going to happen, you know? I mean, that's why it makes, you know, something like a soap opera a little bit more, um, it's not as well thought out. Uh, it seems like they keep having to think of ideas to develop the thought, the plot, um, as opposed to thinking about the whole plot before they actually get into the whole production of the the like the episodes basically. And so I think basically okay, when they're that, not only that, but you can, I mean, just watching Frasier recently and they're able to focus on several different aspects of the show because they're focusing on just that episode. So they're able to focus on different jokes or comedy that pertain to the development of that plot and the climax of it. And that's, and that's really good writing is when that, that, not they're not just making a joke, but they're, the comedy has to do with the development of the plot, and they're able to focus on the staging really well. I mean, really watching Treasure, it made me realize why I liked it so much is is because it it seems like small plays basically each time I watch it. Right, really, but there there are certain things with a lot of those shows, like Frasier, even or Cheers, um, where there isn't a, there no there is there are aspects of it that. Um, are sort of serialized. I was going to say sense. there's an like overarching. We know, we know that Niles has has always been in. Spoiler love with alert! Just if so you've you know, never, if you never watched, watched Frasier. But it, actually, they reveal this from the get-go: is that you know, oh, he's, that he he is, yeah. you know, head over heels for Daphne from the moment he lays eye on, eyes right. on her, and th- that's sort of a theme that goes throughout the whole show. Uh, 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 for a large part of the series, right? And so is, that, this is an overarching. But if you were to, if you so, were to just jump in the middle of the CV series, you wouldn't quite understand that. No, you um, could, because you, you have to know those characters a little bit, right? Well, you could understand it from a sort of, you know, you can, but you don't necessarily have to. You can still jump in, and it still be a good show, sure, because you know, yeah. it is self-contained. So that those are the kinds of shows I think are the best. Is Basically, it's self-contained, but it also has a somewhat of an overarching uh, or, plot line. Or sometimes as well. they reference uh, for you know returning uh, viewers, they reference older episodes. Seinfeld would do that a lot. Seinfeld would do that, but that's also a, a TV show where it's extremely episodic, especially since the the characters don't actually. Uh, the writers have development developed them over time, but they they actually don't develop as far as getting becoming better or or them learning anything. They, well, each they, episode they is really self contained. Uh, their motto was something like "no emotion, no learning, right? no hugs." I think is what they say. Well, no, like, like no learning and no emotion. Basically, they didn't they they didn't like the idea of getting. Anything having anything be there's nothing dramatic. Senti- there's, there's nothing, nothing sentimental, sentimental about the about I think that's Seinfeld. really cool. That's what's really, really cool, cool about some, about Seinfeld is that's probably the close for a, a sitcom with regular characters. It's the closest thing you're going to get to something that uh, is completely episodic and not serialized um, because. Because there is no real sentimentality involved. Yeah, I although I have to beg to differ. Um, the Cosby Show actually is a good example, really good example of episodic television because 
there really isn't an overarching you know, you're, problem you're ever. Right. And sometimes some episodes have no problem. There's no conflict at all. I mean, it's just about them showing him having like a good time. Actually, I think an, that's really cool. Sort of an arc with the characters sometimes. Sort of just them growing up. But that's it's, all. It's just about that's the, just them growing. That's up. why it, it focuses more on the character development. That show, especially that show, is straight up about it, character it, development. It, it, yeah. It's actually more about the character development of the kids. Of the than, kids. And just uh, the parents I mean, dealing with their kids. Actually, the Cosby show is a... Yeah, it might even be a better example of a truly episodic television series than than Seinfeld. Because Seinfeld did have those arcs sometimes, you know, with the, the pilot. Or, um, you know, they have a two-part episode sometimes. Um, like the bottle deposit episode. Um I'm, anyway, I'm getting a little uh, into you know if you have if you haven't seen Seinfeld, you wouldn't understand what I'm talking about. But I mean, I mean the Cosby a- Show. I can't think of any episode that really kind of had a re- you know had a direct relation to the previous episode or the next episode. Well, I mean, as, you know, other than character development, sort know? of. I mean, like call it you know. I think it, yeah, you're right. I think it just happens only in one, like for instance, uh, Lisa Bonet's character, her choosing a college, I think that only happens within that one episode, actually. Yeah, no, it happens in one episode and and then they move on from that. It, that's why the Cosby show is really like a slice of life. It's like a life. slice of life type that's, of show. And yeah. I guess a slice of life show is what, is an episode is is what an episodic show would be. It's like Mash, I guess. Is well, is I like was going to say of life. Well, Mash but, is a very good at another example, but um, they are dealing with something even a little more serious, which is war, which but, is the Korean War. But that's well, just a. Back- I mean, it was a. They were alluding though to but the Vietnam War. Obviously, that's a backdrop for the series um, because the series ran for a lot longer than either the the Vietnam War or the Korean War uh, ran for. Well, maybe not the Vietnam War. Uh, maybe ran the length of how long the Vietnam War was. But what? N- oh, n- yeah. Uh, from you're the right, you're right, you're right, you're War. right, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. But the point is, it takes place during the Korean War, which is was three know, years, three years, and you know, Mash ran for uh, eleven years, a total of eleven, eleven years, and but so it was really just a backdrop for you know getting into more social commentary and social commentary and uh well political commentary too actually i mean when it started it was talking about i mean as i said it's a you know it's thinly veiled as an allusion to the vietnam war but, actually when it you know, started you know. when it started but the vietnam war ended and that series kept going so right. it was but even still and as nikki said even though it's episodic the uh you grow to really love the characters, actually. And I mean, by the last episode, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but you really grow attached to those so that's, guys. That's and it really it, becomes, that's, emo- you know, it's emotional for the... That's why, that's my point, again, where, you know, you really focus more on the characters than anything else. Right. I guess the reason you can focus on the characters more... For episodic Why television. you can love them more is because, because in episodic television... They're going through a myriad of different plot lines and diff- a myriad of different conflicts and problems, and you get to know them better in a way because they have to deal with these different problems, and it's a little more relatable. I say it's more like real life. It's more like real life. You know, in real life, you don't necessarily have, uh, you know, an arc. 
yeah, to your life. It's just life, you know? Or you might actually, you might have an arc, but that's like stretched over a long time, but you have different problems for each day of your life. You have different episodes in your life, you know? Yeah. I think that's what's cool about the Cosby show. As you said, it's like a slice of life kind of show. And that that is really what, you know, it's episodic and that's what kind of life is like. You know, you have different happenings going on in your life, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you know, and I think that's why that's we... That's a cool thing about, uh, I mean, you brought it up a little bit, but the, the Cosby show... Sometimes it would not even have a conflict in the episode. Right. It would just really be a slice of life. There was an episode where there wasn't a problem. There was just, they were just dancing by the end of the episode. Just the adults were showing the kids how they danced. The kids were showing how the adults, how they danced. And it was just this kind of oh, episode That happened where, from a number of times. There was another was, episode where- It was just where, like, there was, you know, it was just comedy- in just, you know, in its purest form, in, in just everyday life. Well, it's not even just that. It's just there there's something no engaging in seeing people interact, you know? It's just because it's, you know... Because you, you like the characters. You like the characters, yeah. But it's... You, yeah, you like the characters. I mean, um, anyway... Uh, so, as I said, soap, you know, soap operas can be very serial... You know, they can be very... Um, uh, it seems like they, they they can be frivolous or they can be um, oh what's the word I'm looking for is uh, well, they I mean, have to things can change on the spur of the moment and it seems as though that the the plot lines no, aren't as well thought out you know right. and that's why I'm saying because episodic television happens within the span of thirty minutes you can really think about the structure really and well that, that's of what how makes, that works so know? that's what makes serialized television kind of annoying is that. It's, it manipulative. Is manipulative. It's, it's manipulative. It's manipulative. And it's know, basically... What, I guess the truth... Hold on, the, let me just say one thing. Episodic television, I, I feel, in general, plays up... I mean, in general, I mean, there's a lot of bad episodic television, too, I should say. But there's something about the fact that they're being unmanipulative in that that they're basically playing up to their audience. They're, they're trusting that the audience will come back because of the, the, the real merits of the writing and the characters, the characters of the show. Exactly. And um, yeah, serialized television banks on their audiences coming back because of the cliffhanger that they left at the previous episode, at the end of the previous right. episode. And, and that's, a, that's very manipulative. Give I'll you an big, example. I'll give you an, I, I'll give you an example. Okay. I'll give you an example because, geez, I mean, God, do I get a word in edgewise you, you keep doing oh that. Oh, my gosh. You keep you doing me? You, I mean, I'm just sitting here. You're talking to me. No Anyway, way. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that's the example I, you're going to give. I, I thought of this earlier today. I know this is like, you know, Child's play, nerd alert over they here. They would do this so much. I've seen because we we, we watched Dragon Ball Z when we were kids, and every day we look forward to a new episode. And sometimes during the span of that twenty one minutes, there would nothing would happen, and sometimes a small thing by the end of the episode would happen, and you're like, oh, I got to see what happens next. But it was so manipulative. They could have. They could have gotten rid of all that extra fluff. They actually have recently. They, I think it's called Dragon Ball Kai, I think it's what it's called. They basically shortened the series down to the essentials. Right, but, and that's the problem with a lot God, of what serialized... What a nerd I am, huh? That's the problem with a lot of serialized television is it's not shortened down to the essentials because, because a lot of times they don't, they don't know what they're going to write next. And they don't have anything to write. You now, know, another example you, is just is Merrill's Place. It's really not... 
oh, it's not like the best made television show of all time. It's addicting as all hell though. I mean, like I, I've, I saw every episode and because it's, it's, we also saw every addicting. episode recently of Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills 90210. And I think what's cooler, and I will say Beverly Hills 90210 was better in the first couple seasons because it was a little bit more about them dealing with the problems that arise in high school and like, no, no, Melrose Place. Oh, Beverly, oh, Beverly Hills 90210 because oh, it was yeah. really more episodic. It was actually. more episodic. In the and it was more interesting for that reason it because it dealt with different problems. It was directed differently. Yeah. It was less of a soap opera in a way. It was, it was very much not a soap opera actually. Well, I mean a little bit, I guess, but um, not as much for sure. Not, um, you know, another, and some people might get mad at this, but I even think something like Breaking Bad, very manipulative. Sometimes some episodes, nothing uh, would happen for, don't, don't this, ruin I'm it not going to ruin anything, but nothing would happen for the whole span of the episode until the very end. And it would make me so mad that they just wasted an hour of my time. Um, and The Walking Dead is a, another big example of something that does this a lot and a, a series that the creators don't know where they're headed. They just don't know. And it shows, I think a lot of um, audience members are starting to care less about that TV series because they just keep going through the motions at this point. I mean, they keep introducing new villains and stuff like that. And at this point, it's like, okay, our, you know, give us something new already where, you know, give us some hope that they can get out of this world that's you know full of corruption and, and zombies right you know, there's never any relief and that's the problem with soap operas in general um or serialized television for that matter is there's never any relief there's never any downtime where you know there's right. just happiness so there's nothing there's no downtime until the very end basically yeah and i, I have a problem with that now i will say i like I like to be happy and not but sad. It's not just about... And that's why, that's why not, I like, com- that's why I like comedy series a lot more, yeah, but, like a Seinfeld or Frasier, because those make me happy. And, right, but it's you not... Know, you, don't, you, you're, you get a sense of happiness okay, by the end of the episode. But it's not about being happy or sad. I think it's more about being satisfied. It's being about satisfied with a sort of a conclusion or a resolution at the sure, end of the sure, episode. Sure, sure. It's like, okay, what I just watched mattered, actually. You know, there was some significance to what I just watched. And um, now here's the thing, though. Game of Thrones, though, I think is a very different. And you were mentioning that has parallels with, with soap opera. And you, you call it a soap opera yourself. It does. But however, they do, know. they do know. And I think they knew from the start how long they were going to go. Cause they, and they know exactly what they were going to do with that series. And that's a little bit different. So they, they can Although actually focus on the structure. And, the, the, and they really did take their time with it. I, I feel like... The, and the writing the last, is very good and I, the I, acting I, is very good I feel on like that the last too. season was rushed a little bit, perhaps because it's the first season that kind of veered away from the books because it's it's surpassed the books at this point. But, right. I mean, so it that's still has some good stuff, rushed. though. Still that's for some sure. good stuff. But sure. in general, the first five seasons really took its time and they knew what they were doing the whole time. And it's really cool to see 
how everything in the show everything, matters. Everything, everything is so in this well put together. Everything is very well put because together. Because they do know where they're headed. And it makes you really want to rewatch the episodes, actually. And, and you look you, back at you the look, first season, you're like, oh, this is really foreshadowing what yeah. ha- this And they talk about on. certain spe- specific things that you wouldn't have understood in the first episode until you later watch them. You go back and you're like, oh, he said that. And so I think that's a good... So we're playing a little bit of a devil, devil's advocate here. That's an example where serialized, serialized television is good. They um, still do. Is when, but even Game of Thrones is still guilty of manipulating you into watching the next episode. Oh, I know, um, for sure. But I will say it's not the cliffhanger at the end of the episode that wants you to watch the next one. It's, it is the whole story it's arc. It's the whole story arc. Which is, is actually, you know, good, actually. That's... Right, it's I mean, a good thing, you know. Yeah, it's um, it it's you're right, right. It is more of like I guess the the story I mean, you're, arc because you're you're sometimes you're bummed out that like, oh, what did we really get from that episode? But it, you know, sometimes you look back on the episode and you're like, oh, that's what we got, and you didn't realize it at the time. Well, um, for instance, I'll give you an example: is um, usually episode nine of the season would have like a big sort of climactic thing happen. Um, an example is the Red Wedding. I won't talk about it for people who haven't seen it. Um, but the episode ends with the Red Wedding. And so it, it's actually not a cliffhanger. Well, it kind of is in the sense is like, okay, crap, what's going to happen next? But that's more has to do with, oh, crap, what's going to happen next with the rest of the story of this whole series in a way. Right, you know? right. It, it's as opposed to what's going to happen it, well, I guess it is. But, a I, uh, here's a, but that's that's another thing. That's that, more of that like happens with soap operas. That's and, true. You're right. It is a bit manipulative. It, that is a bit well, manipulative. It's, yeah. it's that these and this is happening a lot with drama series now. I notice um, is these big surprises happen that you just never would have expected. Well, or is it a surprise? Well, just or is it a surprise for but people? These big, <laughs> just these for big, people who haven't watched Game of Thrones, big things and, happen know. where it's like, oh, this is where the drama is centralized now. Is the fact that there's going to be a big reveal or a big surprise? Sometimes there'll be a death um, in a in a series, and actually, the in a lot of television series, death is seems to be the go-to thing to surprise an audience Death now. becomes her. Um, or becomes him, you know? It, right. it, it's sort of like this is the big, you know, surprise of of the season or something like that. And it, it that's manipulative in and of itself. No, you're right, actually. I will say and that's uh, a soap Game, opera. Of Thro- Game of Thrones straight up does that. I mean, not, not necessarily death is what I'm saying, but just they do cliffhang... It, they will manipulate you to watch the next episode because because it, they're like, oh, where are they gonna? What are they gonna do now? What are they gonna do now? Not necessarily because of a cliffhanger at the end of the episode, but just because like, oh, now that they've done this thing, how are they gonna? But that is a cliffhanger. That is, a cliffhanger. that is a cliffhanger. That's yeah. what I was trying to make a point of before. Is I guess I was wrong in saying that you know what I had said before. Now um, there's there's another series I wanted to mention, which is the X Files, that can really combines the two formats. Um, there is always this overarching uh, st- plot Overarching. Line. Overarching. Is it? I think so. I think you say both. But there's this plot line that runs throughout the series. Overarching. You're um, right. No, it's overarching? Well, oh, don't worry well, about maybe it. Maybe it's both. Don't worry about it. Um, there's this plot line that runs throughout about um, the government, 
you know, concealing alien uh, contact and whether or not there's, you know, uh, life out there. Life out there. And uh, Fox Mulder trying to sort of believe in that, the existence of aliens. Yeah, that's not really but, a, no, a but, no. plot but listen, line, though. It is. I don't know if you watched the whole series. No. I have seen the whole series. So every few weeks they would address this ongoing plot line and you know that that plot line had to do with the smoking man and um there were certain characters in within the fbi that they would deal with that that dealt with this uh this overarching plot line okay sorry but most of the episodes were what they termed as monster of the week episodes and those were truly episodic Episodes, that were, episodes, for lack of a better, they, they were episodes, self-contained plot lines, and they really dealt with just the characters of Fox Mulder and, and Dana Scully trying to figure out and solve a, a case that didn't necessarily have to do with um, alien life forms, but had to deal with just, you know, extraordinary circumstances or um, weird monsters, actually, just unexplained life forms and and sometimes right. those could be really funny. And uh, the X Files is actually a very funny series. A lot of the times, well, David uh, Duchovny is a very David Duchovny is very actor. funny, and he's very um, good. He's very very funny in that show, and actually, and in the Larry Sanders show. To connect Breaking Bad and the X Files, um, there was an episode of the X Files that Vince Gilligan, the creator of of Breaking Bad, he direct wrote the episode, and Brian Cranston starred in that episode. And that was what I think many believe, and I think this might be true, was that um, that was kind of how Vince Gilligan, he got to know Brian Cranston and was always thinking of him uh, for the part of Walter White in Breaking Bad. I know that maybe Matthew Broderick was offered that role at one point in Breaking Bad, but I think there was always this connection with Vince Gilligan and, and Brian Cranston and I think he knew that he wanted to work with him again in the future because Brian Cranston in that, in that episode of the X Files is is very good. He's a very good actor, actually. He can play drama, uh, drama. He can play drama and um, um, yeah. Oh, and he's very funny comedy too. I mean, he's in Seinfeld. Seinfeld and Malcolm in the Middle. He's actually really funny in Malcolm in the Middle. Sure, yeah. Um, he, you know, I just real I just discovered this um, by watching uh, the Stephen Colbert show. Uh, that Brian Cranston actually did some voiceover work for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when it was brought over to America. Um, really? And for he's, some in the, of the monsters. he's in the movie he's now, He's in the movie actually. now. But as he, he Zordon, did, is that his name? Yeah, as Zordon. I don't think he's, that voice is as good, though, as no, the but old one. His, his, you know, he did voiceover work for some of the monsters in the Power Rangers show, <laughs> really? which is so funny. I mean, and... You know, he just, he was a real working actor for a long time. And, you know, it's kind of cool to see these guys that have been That's working. a weird thing to say he's a working actor. I mean, they're well, all working, but. Right, but. He was, he was trying to, he was, he was, he was, a, all, he he was, was working he was, he to was try working, and get something steady, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but he was always in episodes and. Right. Of certain shows. And right. he was, uh, he, he did commercial work and stuff, and but he didn't really gain sort of notoriety until notability notoriety has a negative connotation or okay notability um until he was in malcolm in the middle i guess so that was his first sort of regular tv series role um anyway i'm sorry i'm just going off on a complete tangent but brian cranston is great just wanted to say 
you know, same thing happened to John Hamm too, you know? Anyway, uh, uh, anything, anything more actually on episodic versus, um, serialized television? I think we kind of covered all our bases here. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in general, I, we prefer episodic television. I think I prefer episodic television because really what it comes down to it, it's a little more like real life, you know? Well, not for me, it's more like, you know, I watch an episode and episodic television, I can feel satisfied by the end of the episode. Yeah, no, I basically, there's a moment of satisfaction. There's a a moment of satisfaction by the end of the episode. There's a feeling that, uh, you want closure. Every time in life, you want some sort of closure. And I feel like and that... In that sense, episodic television is more like sit back and relax and just kind of enjoy the ride because you know that the ride is going to end by the end of the episode. Right. And that's the that's the whole point. And really, I guess, entertaining entertainment is to just, you know, escape for a moment from your everyday life and basically when you're not allowed to escape and when you're, when the escape becomes, you know, too drawn out, that becomes your reality and that becomes a problem. But don't, don't get us wrong. Um, we do really enjoy certain serialized television oh, shows. Twin Peaks is I mean, one of my Twin favorite Peaks shows of all time. In my time. top five shows of all time. And um, I mean, Game of Thrones Game is of Thrones, just really I gotta fun to say, watch. it is, is maybe a top 20. Sh- I, can I, is it fair to say top, top 20, 20 material? Because top 20 material. Because it know. really is well done, I you know, will say. Mad Men. There are some though contrivances, that, though, I will say. Though, Breaking right. Bad is, oh, Better Call Saul is also very good, and that's a serialized television show. Um, I actually like that more than Breaking Bad. Mad Men actually is an interesting show. Not That's a seri- not a serialized, not serialized, TV show. Not serialized. People might liken it to a soap opera, but it, it's not. It's it's not. It's, a it's very much a slice of life. It's very much a slice of life of these because a- they'll they'll introduce these problems that seem to just not get resolved by the ep- next episode. They'll just introduce problems and never resolve them. It's actually a really... It's a little weird, bit more like real life, it's actually. Really, things don't it is really... Like, it, it's like real life in the there sense that... There are overarching or overarching... Yeah, story well, There's a story arc, but it's overarching. Isn't that right? But, you Am know, that because, right? that, because each episode kind of... Um, the, by the next episode, they've they've skipped over to like a couple months later or something like that. Um, it 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 really is like a problem is introduced and you never see the resolution, which is kind of weird because we're talking about wanting to feel some sort of resolution by the end of each episode for an episodic television show, and Mad Men is somewhat of a, an episodic television show. Yet you're not you don't ever get a feeling of resolution by the end of the episode. It's just... No, but you can. truly slice of life. Well, no. Like, there's an episode of Mad Men where they're trying to figure out how to create the ad for a you know, product or something like that. Um, Lucky Cigarettes, was not that a famous episode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of put Mad Men on the map, I think. And the process in which he goes through to try and figure out how to get that perfect ad you know, that perfect copy. And it's really interesting. And then by the end of the episode, you see why um, it's such a great series and it's really well written. Well, but that, then, that show, and if, then I think and at more the end than of, any, more than most shows, that show really has to do with character development. I it mean, has that, really has to do with character development and, and just, and the, and just relying on good acting character too. studies. I mean, 
the main character. I think that's another thing about episodic television is it really relies on on the actors being good too. Yes, yes. Uh, Soap operas, soap operas obviously don't. You know, I mean, that's why people you care more about what happens to the character and what happens in the plot than actually watching the character go through those motions. Right. I think that's why I liken episodic television more to a play because you're you're watching this this thing on you're watching these actors you can really appreciate you can appreciate the acting a little bit more but you it's know? not even appreciating the acting it's appreciating those characters right no yeah i get it's, it i get what you're saying you get what i'm saying there's a difference between well no like, but it's also it, the acting so the acting no, the actors fulfilling those but characters you see what I'm saying? Yeah. there's a difference between watching something because you want to know what happens to a character um, rather than appreciating what the character's actually doing, you know? Right. Well, you also care what happens to the the act, the character characters because you care what happens to the characters. Because you care about the characters. Because you care about the characters, as opposed to just the, caring, you about, caring about the story, like what happens to the characters because of the story, I guess. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Um, but what was I going to say um, is... Um, what were you were you talking about just a second ago about uh, uh, what were we just talking about just a second ago? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. Uh, know. Right before that, we we were talking about some show. Oh, I I don't Mad Men. Right, Mad Men. Uh, anyway, at th- I think at the end of the Lucky Strike episode, he comes home to his family. Isn't this like the first episode? It is, I think. Oh, because I don't know. I thought the first episode was had to deal with uh, Kodak. But I'm, no, I no, I, no. I'm pretty sure the first episode is about him. T- it's smoking cigarettes because remember he talks to the black guy and he asks him why he likes smoking cigarettes. I think the, why he likes Lucky Strike or or the, the particular brand of cigarette that he likes. And he's like, why do you keep going back to the cigarettes? And he, you know, and over the course of the episode, he's trying to figure out his process. And then towards you know maybe three quarters of the way through, you see that he has this other life outside the ad agency where he meets, you know, this, this woman that he's interested in, in Greenwich Village. And that's another aspect of the show that might, you might see develop later on. And then at the very end of the episode, you see him come home to his family that he had, has with his wife. And so that woman was his mistress before. And that kind of leaves you, it has a little bit of a, like a, an interesting cliffhanger, not really, it's more like it's really a great. Let's episode. see how let's see how this character develops, you know, based on the situations he's in, and it has a little bit of a cliffhanger in the sense you're like, okay, this is an interesting character, I suppose, you know. No, exactly, and, and, it's, and his situation is interesting, I think but Mad it's Men not necessarily is, is about like mainly a character study of John Draper. I mean, there are other characters that are important in that show, but he's the main character, and we really delve into his personal life, his past, and we really get to know, we really study this character. And Right. I mean, there is a, it is a, definitely a character study kind of thing, um, but there are small, <laughs> small bits of it that have uh, elements. As we said, it has sort of or, overarching kind of elements, you know, sure, for the sure, whole, sure, whole sure, series, sure, sure, you know. Sure. Um, but real quickly, before we end the episode... Just, you know, I'm going to recommend you watch certain episodic shows just because you'll get a better understanding of what we're talking about. Go see The Cosby Show. 
if you haven't seen it, watch Family Ties if you haven't seen it, because that really deals with a problem each episode. Watch MASH. Watch MASH. And what's, by the way, just so you know, Nikki was mentioning X-Files and like a Monster of the Week episodes um, and how maybe the directing style is different in each of the, of the, of the episodes. And I think that's what's something that um, episodic television can do is that they can create an episode that is unlike other episodes and it's still being okay with the whole series, you know, in the long run, you know? Right. Um, although I will say Buffy the Vampire... Like Buffy the Vampire Sayer has a musical episode, you know? Right. And that's People unlike. love that episode, but even though that episode's really cheesy, in my opinion, the best episode of that TV series is The Body because... But that's it's also the, unlike every episode, it too. Is, and it's the only episode that's truly not cheesy because right. most of that show is cheesy. It is a guilty pleasure. I have seen every episode. Um, Just so you know, there's another... There's an episode of MASH where they kind of... they. They set a timer clock. Wait, wait, wait. let me finish my thought. Oh, sorry. Um, but the body episode is, is really cool because there is no music and there's very little dialogue. And um, that's another episode, another episode we should talk about is um, just me, music in film as opposed to music. And in television. And series. in television. That's what make a, makes a show and, and, like 30 Rock cheesy is the music. Yeah, the but that, that's music. another episode. Because that show could be funny right but it's this distracting music and i'm watching cheesy music that makes you not like them i'm watching frazier and the only music that happens in the show except for maybe the occasional montage they might use music but basically the only times they have music are in the very beginning and the very end of the show and we'll get that's a go great episode to talk about that kind of stuff uh right right uh, right right right. you know uh, the useful ways in using music and, and, and the and, distracting ways and the distracting ways music. that it often happen. Um, anyway, the final word. Oh, I just want to say there's a mash episode where there's a timer they they have on one episode, and they they have to before this man dies, they have to do this surgery that happens, and I think they have to do some sort of heart surgery, and they have to do it under a certain amount of time, and the whole episode is ticking away. They have to get it done within a certain amount of time, <laughs> and. I mean, Max just like gestured uh, a hand ticking on a clock. It was just such a weird thing. Well, in any event, I mean, um, yeah, to see it, it was just a weird thing. In any event, uh, you're less likely to see that kind of thing happen in a serialized television show because, because somehow, you know, it might be too distracting of a thing to happen in order for them to, they need to create some sort of ongoing movement in the plot line somehow. And so it might be too distracting for an episode to have that kind of thing happen. Right, know? right. I feel like you're more likely to see that kind of thing happen in the episodic television. Um, so the, anyway. Um, any other shows you want to mention? Oh, Ma- so MASH, Frasier. Definitely go Frasier, watch Frasier. Frasier. It is the That's jam. It is the real material. jam, you know. Um, cheers. Cheers. Uh, Seinfeld, of course, we mentioned. Seinfeld and, uh, you know. There's, I know we're mentioning a lot of comedies just because we, we comedy, love comedies. Comedies so are, tend although, to be op- episodic. I, I, so MASH can be very serious at times for sure. Um, um, oh, Mad Men. We mentioned that before. Yeah, Mad Men. X-Files. I mean, you know, the X-Files. Yeah, I mean. Well, anyway. You know, the, we don't Simpsons, have to, the Simpsons is a perfect. Oh, I, I don't even know why Sim- we never talked about the I Simpsons. Was gonna, I was going to say, but you interrupted me earlier. The Simpsons is another great example where 
basically what's cool about the characters that too, make that show. The characters definitely make that show, especially the voices and and the actors that are voicing them. Um, and what's interesting about that show the is... The animation, too, is, like, very important. That's what makes the, uh, like, 1992 to 1990... Uh, yeah. That's what makes, like, 1992 to 1998 Eight. the best years of that show is... is the animation. Another the, episode another to talk episode about to talk is about. just animation and the development of animation and how computers got involved and, and made, how it, made, made it, it not as funny, not, I would say. Not, that made the animation not as nuanced right. and subtle. Um, that's a whole other that's episode. That's a whole other episode. But, you know, I will say... But that is truly episodic because... Really, those mid nineties episodes of The Simpsons is what? one of the best TV series right. of all time. I mean, for for one thing, they're always the same age, which is a funny thing. Um, and t- another thing is, it's really episodic because they really there's they really don't have to talk about and you can just go straight into any episode and not oh, yeah, have to think about another. You really episode. don't. Um, I actually, that's a real perfect example of because you know, I actually can't really think of any instances where they even reference uh, an episode prior. No, I think I mean, they do. The characters oh, will the reference. Oh, the characters, I guess. For straight up. Straight well, up. I guess, I mean, I don't know. If you've gotten into like the latest. Flanders, series, Flanders you know, has in mod dies, yeah. you know. And I so mean, like, I guess, oh, I mean, spoiler alert. Oh, there. I mean, that's not something. See, you that's another thing is us saying that there's a spoiler on that doesn't really matter. See, that's the problem. Another problem with serialized television is Everyone has to worry so much about um, spoilers, you know? I hate that. It's like you can't even go on the internet to talk, see about the show because there's some sort of spoiler about it. And what's cool about episodic television is somebody could spoil maybe one episode for you, but that's not going to spoil the whole series for you. Also, you're not going to even like... And it's not that significant. Even if they spoiled something, it's like you're going to watch it anyway because... It's not not a significant thing for the whole storyline of the whole show. I feel like you watch an episodic show... I mean, you obviously like... You're really watching it based on the... The content of that show, you know, right. the, you don't care necessarily. The, the quali- I say based on the quality of the content of the show, right? You not based could, on the. You don't uh, care necessarily how um, it might end. I mean, you do when you're watching it. You do want to. I mean, you, of course, it's like a movie. Care. You don't want it to. End, you don't want to be spoiled, or you don't want to, you don't want it to be spoiled. But um, based, you definitely, it's a you know that is a. a, a a good thing about uh, episodic well, that, television. I mean, that is a weird thing that you're saying because, like, movies are, you know, like two-hour TV shows. I mean, sort of. I mean, you don't want anybody to ruin a movie for you. I just said that. Right. I was trying to... I was saying that, oh, I'm not completely right in what I just said. Well, I, I will say the difference is that in a TV series, an episodic television series, you already know the characters, Um and you know that one episode is not going to. It's not going to make or next, break the next episode for you. you but know? a movie is different because it's the just whole one thing, thing ends. Yeah, you know, it's basically a, a lot of television finish. the way it is now, which it was just serialized. Is basically they're trying to make it's like a ten part movie, ten part movie, basically, you know, or something like that, and it's. Uh, it's basically like I guess I can't talk about this with anybody until it, unless I've seen that episode, and it's like ugh, I, I it's just kind of annoying, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. And you like know, right now, I don't want Nikki to spoil Breaking Bad any episodes because I feel like it's just going to spoil something about the series for me or something, you know? I mean, he should really get on watching that at, that, I know, at this point. I know, you know, it's, it's a good like, show. It's I think people show. should get on watching MASH, you know, and that's been years. Sure, yeah. But you know what? But the that's thing episodic is, and exactly. it doesn't matter. It doesn't see, matter. See, if I talk about Seinfeld to somebody... Um, but I also... I'll, I'll, Max, let me finish wait, my just thought. Before, let I just want to... Let me finish my thought. If I talk about Seinfeld to somebody and I mention something that happens in an episode... It'll intrigue them to want to watch that show rather than them getting annoyed that I'm ruining something. It'll be more like, oh, wow, what else can I get from this show, you know? Right, and plus they won't fully appreciate what we're talking about unless they watch the episode, too. Right, right, right. Um, now, there are things also in MASH, though, that do happen and that are kind of, that can be very sad, and that's something I do not, I don't want to spoil Sure, for people, you don't you want know? those... Because Those particular episodes sure, are very uh, yeah. touching, and it's like yeah. by me telling you what happens, it's within the the con- within the context of one episode. Something might happen important, and I don't want to ruin that for anybody. Um, so anyway, the final word is. Oh, I mean, oh, oh every episode. No, I mean every episode. You always say the final word is. Well, I any- like to say that. It's like my thing. I kind of want to say it. So the final word is. Uh, episodic television, I think, in general, um, just has a lot of better qualities to it uh, than serialized, serialized television. television. Even though there are some serialized television shows that are truly great, that are truly great, and not, and that are some of our favorite shows. But even those favorite shows can be very manipulative because they are serialized. Right. Um, episodic television. In general, it's the way to go. I think in general, it's the way to go. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. And listen in next time.